You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back. This is Sam Spence from the Gromark agronomy team. And in this episode, it's a meet the people kind of opportunity. I'm glad to introduce you to Kyle McCalla, who is a crop protection territory manager from our Gromark crop protection division. We discuss what he's focused on in his territory, his leadership, some exciting news, and podcasts he enjoys, like the Gromark podcast. We talk guacamole recipes and more. So without further ado, let's tune in and get to know Kyle. Today, I'm joined by Kyle McCalla. He is our Crop Protection Territory Manager, and he covers the territory of Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. So Kyle, thank you so much for being here with us today. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Just wanted to start off, if you could share with our podcast listeners how long you've been with the Gromark FS system, and then also what is your specific role with our crop protection team? Sure. So I started back with Gromark in uh, August, essentially August 1st of 2017. Um, So I've been here about eight months. Um, Prior to that uh, was um, in ag retail um, in Ohio. Uh, But my role with with Gromark as a CPTM um, is to work with our members out there, uh, FS and non-FS members, uh, the marketing managers, the crop specialists, uh, go through marketing programs, um, coming up with um, uh, plans uh, for the year um, as far as products, uh, usage, uh, things like that, selling our proprietary brands, things like that, and then kind of uncovering things that uh, they may be struggling with or need help with uh, and, and conveying that back to uh, our leadership and management back here. Now, your focus is with crop protection products and services, but do you have an opportunity to work with any of our area sales managers through crop nutrients that are also kind of in that east region focus? Yeah, so we spend a lot of time as an eastern region team, uh, crop nutrients, grain, um, government relations, uh, seed. Um, we get together quite regularly, um, and, and we do. We work together a good bit, Ryan Hesterman and I, um, on the seed, Justin Doherty on the um, crop nutrients um, get Dan Mahochko from the grain, Kristen Falken, um, government relations. It's It's been a lot of fun um, coming into it, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, working with those guys. But but we create a lot of uh, good networking uh, with each other and, and try to provide a lot of value through the system. So That's great. And so you kind of highlighted a little bit of the activities that you engage in, but could you, could you elaborate on that a little bit more and maybe highlight some of the customers, the people that you get to work with? Sure, sure. So, uh, Legacy FS would be our, our key FS member there in the east and uh, getting to work with um, Don Bame uh, specifically. Great, great guy. Uh, good system um, with, with them. Uh, they've been a member uh, fairly recently, uh, just within the last uh, couple years. And uh, so we continue to try to grow um, the, uh, the membership that we have out there, specifically with crop protection. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a, an Akron warehouse um, now um, in, in uh, collaboration with Alpha and uh, the Tennessee Warehouse, which is a lot of fun, gives a lot of uh, advantages to our members. Um, I think there as we continue to try to grow and, and get more teams um, on board with the FS brand. So uh, Legacy's been a been a big part of that um, with with their support and uh, seeing the value of the system and, and sh- certainly 
uh, advocating for us too. So Now you live in Ohio, but how often do you actually get to spend time in your home state? So um, I'm going to say it's about a third, a third, and a third. Um, uh, Ohio is a, a pretty big focus, um, but but making a lot of headway certainly with uh, uh, the members um, uh, in, in Michigan and, and Indiana. Um, actually get over into Pennsylvania a little bit too, actually with uh, the Centera group and, and, uh, and those guys out there. So get to see a lot of the, the countryside, spend a lot of time in the truck, but uh, it's good to catch up on podcasts, things like that. So That's it works great. out well. Yeah. I'm going to do a plug for the Growmark podcast here because <laughs> I know that you you listen to the Growmark podcast yep. and I appreciate that. Um, but what are we'll just kind of detract for a second. What are some of the other podcasts that you enjoy listening to when you're on the road? Sure. So my uh, favorite one is uh, Entree Leadership. Uh, it's uh, it's a great one, highly recommended. Um, Art of Manliness is another one okay. um, that I that I really like. Um, um, Team Never Quit uh, is a good one. Marcus Luttrell, Navy SEAL guy. Uh, and uh, David uh, Rutherford um, to highlight a, a three of them. And then from time to time, I get in and pick random ones um, that I see actually from, from Entree Leadership. There'll be podcasts that they talk about on there that are outside and get on and, and look at those individually. So saves a, a lot of uh, time at home listening to podcasts when I can take <laughs> advantage of doing it on the road. So Definitely. And so then you're always getting a chance to be learning as well. Um, so kind of touching on that Entree Leadership podcast, which I also really enjoy listening to, Ken Coleman. I know we've shared oh, yeah. that before. We love Ken Coleman. So yeah. if, if he ever tunes into this, I hope he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but as we kind of talk about leadership and education, I know that you have a specific passion for that. So uh, what are what are some of the ways maybe you have a background in education. Let's yeah. start there. What are some of the ways that you can tie that into your role today? Sure. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in middle childhood education, but worked my way through um, the co-op going through school. And that's how I kind of got my start and then transitioned into what it's led to and now. But um, yeah, I do. Um, I, I love to read, um, love to continue to take higher education classes, whether that's through the Growmark system and, and the training that we offer, which is really good, um, or, or outside. Um, looking right now going to school for my master's in, in agronomy at Iowa State and uh, but looking into you know leadership um, as a potential um, master's uh, degree as well so kind of all over the board I just kind of keep keep trying to, to learn and grow as much as possible so um, obviously I, I think I uh, had something on the right track with with going to school to be in education um, be a teacher and things like that. And, and, uh, obviously I enjoy it, but, uh, try to incorporate that in, in what I do now. So, so aside from getting a chance to display that level of leadership and, and also supporting the educational efforts with our customers, what are some of the activities that you have outside of work? Cause I know that you're pretty connected in your community. Yeah. So, um, kind of going back to the Entree Leadership, Dave Ramsey, uh, organization, my, my wife and I, we just taught uh, financial peace university at our church, which is a lot of fun. Um, so, so involved in, in that, um, finances is something we're passionate about too. Um, and, uh, um, trying to, um, volunteer, um, as much as possible. Uh, my wife's a teacher, so, uh, there's, there's times where, where she'll uh, say, Hey, I know you love kids, so you can come help with, with, uh, um, uh, field trips, things like that. And uh, just trying to give back, uh, kids are great. That's kind of what I got into to education for in the first place. So, um, do little things like that. And you're going to have a very direct opportunity coming up in June. Do you want to talk a little bit about sure. that exciting news? Sure. My wife and I are expecting our first a little girl um, in June, June 7th. So that'll be coming up here in, in a couple months, which will be a ton of fun. I'm sure provide a lot of challenges, but but at the same time, good opportunities to uh, 
uh, teach and who knows what else it's going to bring with it. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Well, Stay Kyle, <laughs> so we'll talk a moment. We'll kind of get back on track here, though. I really enjoy the yeah. rabbit trail that we just took. Um, I've been visiting with the different groups on the Gearing Up for Spring series yep. that I'm doing. And so what are some of the activities that you've been engaging in specifically leading up to spring? Although now with this wintry weather mix on the way, it kind of feels like we slipped back a season. Um, but how are you helping your customers gear up for spring and, and beyond those customers? How are they engaging with the farmers in their territories? Sure, it's a good question. Um, so a lot of forecasting, um, product-wise. Um, I, I know listening to the, the podcast with um, Mallory and, and Brittany from the crop protection team, they were talking about allocations, products that are tight, things like that. So we certainly got to work through those and make sure um, products positioned in the right thing. Dicamba is another huge one. Um, so training, not just uh, internally with the applicators uh, within the system, but also at the grower level. Um, so I've been through multiple um, events where, where we walk through the, the proper um, way to apply, way to clean your tanks, things like that, to make sure we're minimizing drift um, and the liability tied back to our, our member cooperatives. So um, you take that into consideration. Then, like I said, plans um, with, with um, uh, what their growers are going to be doing uh, when you talk uh, pre-emerge, um, post-emerge products. Um, making sure you got good residuals in there to keep the weeds from coming up, uh, trying to be proactive more than reactive. It's a lot easier to uh, kill a, a weed that hasn't germinated yet than one that's four or five foot tall. So uh, trying to make sure we have the right products in place. Great. So another thing that I like to ask during these podcast interviews is a connection as an employee in our FS system back into farming. Just wondering, did you grow up on a family farm? Um, do you have a farm today? Or if not, what led you towards the agriculture industry? Yeah, so my my parents didn't farm, but my grandparents did, uh, and I grew up there from as long as I can remember. As uh, as soon as I could reach the pedals on the tractor, um, I was out with Grandpa uh, raking hay. Is where I got the start. It's hard to mess that up. Little uh, C farm all uh, trike tractor. So um, loved it. Um, I don't farm now. Um, would love to get back. We we live in a an agricultural community, so um, that's kind of where I got my start into it. Um, didn't didn't realize obviously going through school that maybe that's something I want to do for a career with what I got my my bachelor's degree in but came back to it working through the co-op system um, and and then eventually wanted to get back uh, to what I would say my, my roots are so thanks to grandpa it's uh it's worked out well that's really exciting now is there anything else that you want to share with our podcast listeners that highlights the work you do with Growmark crop protection or even something you wanted to highlight from our discussion today Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, I think I think the one big takeaway, I guess, that I would add is, um, since I'm relatively new to the system, um, is is really the the value that we can provide. Um, working with a lot of new members out in the east, which is different than the core territory here in, in Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Um, there's a lot of growth opportunity, and a lot of the conversations I have steer around, um, you know, working. Uh, with the members to, to help them do what they want, not kind of dictating to them um, what we want them to do. And I think that's great. Uh, the people are wonderful um, to work with, uh, not just at the members, but but internally. I think anywhere you're at, uh, the people always make or break a company. Um, so that's been a ton of fun. Great group of people. And then obviously get to connect with a lot of people, get to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, something that uh, I think is just pretty cool uh, that we do. So. Well, Kyle, I really appreciate your time again to be here and, and to be a part of the Growmark podcast and also getting a chance to meet some of the people of Growmark Agronomy. I, it's 
I really enjoy that aspect of my role, that I get to sort of share those stories with listeners. And um, honestly, sometimes I'm not sure how far that that goes, but I'm sure if it's across the country, it's really interesting to, to kind of see that ripple effect, you know, outwards. Um, I would definitely echo the same sentiments. I've enjoyed a, a career so far, um, started my eighth year here with Growmark and really enjoy being uh, here at the home office and working with a lot of different divisions. I came from HR originally. I worked on a Spark project team, which is our IT focus um, with the ERP project, and then joined agronomy in end of 2016. So really just kind of getting my, my uh, roots in this area too, but it's, it's really exciting. Okay, so as, as we conclude, I know you're waiting for this. Yep. You asked me the other day as we were visiting what National Food Day was coming <laughs> up. So today, it's March 23rd. It's National Chips and Dip Day. And just, just before uh, we, we started this interview, I, we kind of highlighted that. Um, but you did say salsa counts. Yeah, and I, 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 so. I would have to agree. Yeah. So do you have a favorite brand or flavor of chips? And do you have any good dips that you really enjoy? Um, so... I shared with Sam a little earlier with, with my wife being pregnant, we, we tend to lean towards Mexican food. So chips and salsa have been a go-to. Um, I don't know that I have any favorite. I, I would say typically, you know, the restaurants that you go to, um, the, the authentic Mexican restaurants, I don't know how they do it with their chips, but they get them so crispy, <laughs> you know, and, and the salsa is a little bit different, but it's just, it's, it's the best. I've, I've yet to been able to buy uh, anything at the store that compares to that. So I'd say as long as you're going to a Mexican restaurant and it's authentic, that'd be my favorite. Well, do you have a go-to recipe that you might bring to like a, a potluck or a party or anything like that? So I do make guacamole. Okay. So that's got to count. That's a dip, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm the cook, ironically. Um, I, I like to cook. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, I make a mean guacamole, I think. Just very simple with uh, uh, avocados, tomato. Um, onions, a little salt and pepper, nice. and let it sit overnight. That's a key. Is oh, okay. you gotta let you gotta let all those yeah. those flavors infuse, right? <laughs> so that's that's a trick. Awesome. So we may have to challenge you to bring some on your next visit to the Bloomington Home Office. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kyle, again, it's great to have you here in the Bloomington Office today. Appreciate your time, and hope that we'll have an opportunity to have you back on the Growmark Podcast in the near future. And I also want to wish you safe travels because I know you're just going to be ahead of this winter storm that's coming in. Yep, I appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Look forward to coming back. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.